What does the cleaning industry really talk about? Beyond Clean with Ace is a podcast to explore just that. Now in its sixth season, Beyond Clean with Ace has hosted hundreds of influencers from around the globe. Listen to people who are excited about providing healthy, positive, and proactive information. Share their experiences, passions, and helpful tips. Now let's join our host, Dave Thompson, Director for the Academy of Cleaning Excellence, as he speaks with yet another leading influencer from our industry. Good morning, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. I am the director here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. I'm also your host this morning at the, well, sixth season. Yes, I did say that. I cannot believe, folks, that we have been on the air talking with you for now going on over five years. But it has been, and I thank all those people that have listened to us, have downloaded all of our past uh, podcasts. We've had speakers from all over the country, uh, all over the world. And, of course, then there's a few of them that just, you know what, they keep coming back for more because I think they have something to keep saying. And Sean DeVore, uh, he just wanted to just, he, he, he always has something to say. If, in fact, we got him on the line this morning. Sean, are you there? Yes, Dave. Good morning. How are you in 2022? Well, good morning. Happy New Year to you and your family there. Um, so how did the New Year start for you? Uh, started really well. We, uh, I got, I have a, only a few days off a year uh, where the phone doesn't ring. Customers are trying to reach me and that time between Christmas and New Year's is pretty much one of those times. So I was able to get a lot of things accomplished around the farm that I needed to. Um, and that, that has been success for me. I got a new raised uh, brooder coop built for the chickens. My wife's hatched out about 31 new biddies and we've got, um, did some, just some cleaning around the barn, you know, getting rid of spider webs and just kind of a early spring cleaning. So I got some of that stuff done. Now, folks, if you thought you'd tuned into a show where we talk about cleaning, the title of the show is Beyond Clean with Ace. So I think as you just heard Sean talk, you were probably thinking this was a farm show. But, yeah, Sean, you know, for those people that haven't heard you speak before in all of the other seasons, maybe we ought to catch them up on who you are and what you do and that this isn't really a, a farm show. Yes, my name is Sean DeVore. I'm a commercial flooring representative for Mannington Commercial. My uh, expertise is in healthcare and uh, secondary education, working directly with end users. I do also work with design firms and architectural firms to specify commercial flooring. My territory is South Georgia and North Florida. That's where I spend all of my time. And you can reach me at 352-630-9884 if you have any questions on commercial flooring. Be happy to talk with you. Thank you. Well, as uh, Sean was telling you that, we have relied uh, on Sean here at uh, the Academy for a lot of information. Um, one of the things that Sean and I built was a class for luxury vinyl floor care, folks. And um, we do hold these classes here in Central Florida for live classroom instruction, hands-on time. 
Um, we have uh, four campuses, Orlando, Kissimmee, Lakeland, and Tampa. And uh, just had two folks uh, sign up over the Christmas break for our first uh, class for the luxury vinyl floor in Tampa. So we thank those folks for doing that. Um, I know one of the things that we talked about at the end of the year last year was this new poured linoleum. And uh, I think it's interesting because as you and I had talked about that, Sean, then I had some clients uh, just before the Christmas break was actually talking about some kind of new floor that they heard about. So uh, I, I guess uh, it's uh, making its way around already. Yeah, Mannington is the exclusive uh, distributor for liquid linoleum or Legato is the name, L-E-G-A-T-O. It is a um, traditional linoleum floor that is actually poured out of buckets. You have a part A and a part B and a color that mixes in with it. It's a pretty complicated floor to um, install. You have to have a lot of things set up properly ahead of time, not unlike the proper way to do all floors, but this one will definitely fail if the, the uh, right things are not done up front. The floor has to be moisture mitigated and uh, level because this is a self-leveling floor that pours out of a bucket, literally, and gets spread out and dries. It's not um, appropriate for areas that have uh, drains in the floor and it cannot be coved up the wall. So it is only a flat level floor poured floor, if that makes sense. So then the, I would think, Sean, the applications for this product is going to be fairly narrow. Um, it can be. I mean, when you, when you think about all floors, but when you think about healthcare, it'll be a pretty widely used floor. You know, and for instance, in a pharmacy downstairs in the basement uh, where they have heavy rolling loads, a great area. We're working on uh, a hospital system that has 42 operating rooms or operating theaters that they're going to put, be putting it in the operating rooms. Uh, it is a very forgiving floor when it comes to um, damage. So if a scalpel gets dropped on it or, uh, for instance, a heavy uh, hammer, uh, used in orthopedic surgery gets dropped on it and damages the floor. It has some self-repairing properties, but it also can be uh, repaired by using a cookie cutter tool to remove the the area that's damaged, which is a cookie cutter to tool cuts a perfect circle. And then you mix up a repair kit that the dye light matches exactly to what's on the floor. And you simply pour it in the repair area and it's completely does a complete repair that's unnoticeable. So those aspects of the floor make it uh, really cool. And we do have some installations we've done upwards of 90 or 95,000 square feet without a seam. So in a corporate lab area or a corporate building that has a lot of uh, intense traffic where they can't use carpet but want a hard surface, this would be a great product for that. So, you know, you think this is this is going to be a product. I know that in a lot of healthcare we get uh, – staining from iodines and and stuff like that um how does it work with that it has the same 
stain resistance and wear prop, uh, properties that our biospec sheet vinyl does, homogeneous sheet, as well as our other sheet vinyl products, because we apply our Quantum Guard Elite urethane finish on the top that has aluminum oxide in it. So the final procedure for installing this floor is applying the urethane. So you, it is a no finish floor, uh, requires a neutral cleaner to clean it, just like you would any sheet vinyl. It just doesn't have any seams in it. So then are they considering this a um, sustainable product? I know that most linoleum is one of the most sustainable products that we can put on a floor. Yeah, as far as the product goes, it's made from uh, linseed oil, pine rosin, wood flour, the same, or not organic, but the same natural products that go into a linoleum floor. It's just not pre-manufactured. It's, uh -huh. it's, it's just in two buckets. So then this is, this is not going to be a floor that requires a lot of special care, but... Um, is it real smooth or does it have a texture to it once it's all laid out and, and leveled? There is certain colors within the line. So the color, the color line is very specific. Uh, there's only so many colors it's available in. Some of those colors have more of a cork appearance to them. So they have uh, more of a, a seedy look to them uh, or like a pep pepper look. And then other colors look more solid. So I think that's the only difference is the overall uh, surface of the product is pretty much the same across the board as far as the colors go. Uh, the, it's relatively smooth with a high coefficient of friction because of the type of product it is, but it, some of them look more corky than others. That's an interesting word, corky? Yeah, corky. <laughs> Quirky, quirky. Uh, here we are, the first uh, podcast of the year, folks, and we're, we're getting a little quirky here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, the, you, we do think about, you know, the first of the year, and, and the reason I wanted to kind of start our show today with that, Sean, is, you know, there always is something new going on, but most of the issues that you and I deal with, as we've talked over the last couple of years, still continues to be that whenever product get it put, gets put down, then people come along and try to take care of it in the old conventional way with the old conventional mindset and then complain that something doesn't work and they want to blame it on everything but themselves because they're not changing their ways. Have I summed that up pretty well? Pretty much. Almost every maintenance call that I went on last year uh, when I introduced the fact that they needed to use a different type of pad that Mannington had found to be successful in our products, I got pushback. Well, we don't use that pad or we can't get that pad. Those pads are expensive. And it's um, frustrating at best when you're the manufacturer, you make the product and you cannot get the either the end user or the contractor hired by the end user to listen to what you require in order to maintain that, that product properly. And I entered into that conversation with every person I spoke with last year when it came to maintenance. 
Well, and I, and I think that's why we have the class we do. You know, uh, as, you, as you talk about this new linoleum, I'm, I'm wondering if that is something that we shouldn't be adding to our resilient floor care class this coming year because, you know, the whole idea here at the academy is to try to stay ahead of the curve and bring new learning to people before they get ourselves into a situation. Because if it's going down on floors, somebody's going to have to take care of it. Agree. And I think some of these new poured floors, there's there's not only Legato, the linoleum product, but there's also these the high instance of these resonance floorings that are being poured all over the place and used in different places. A lot of the the, my home church, they poured one in their kitchen where my mom cooks on the week, you know, on Wednesday nights. They use a resinous floor in there, and she's had a difficult time cleaning that. It's a quasi-commercial environment, but she had, didn't ask. Of course, I didn't pour the floor, so she didn't come to me to ask me about maintenance. She asked me on the carpet tiles, but on that, they had just some regular janitorial-supplied cotton mops. And the floor is just tearing the mops up. And well, yeah, and 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 you're 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 talking about using the old conventional way of doing things, and then it, it presents an issue. Yeah, it creates an issue, and then the person, the end user, is left with no answer as to to what the mops definitely not working. So we're not going to come in there with a hose. So what's our what's our options? And I think including these poured floors. Uh, it would be a great thing to add to the class classroom environment on how to clean them. Well, and, you know, and then comes the situation, you know, um, that I have on this, Sean, is they go, okay, so show me an example of that and, and let's get the machine out and show me how we take care of it. So what that means is here I've got another type of floor that I've got to find a place to put on my classroom floor so that we can do mm-hmm. hands-on demonstrations. Right. Now, folks, as we're talking about this, and as you probably have already picked up, you know, here at the Academy, we teach not just online classes uh, through our online campus, but we also have hands-on classes. And, you know, and I think this is the interesting thing, Sean, as we've discussed this over the last couple of years, that, you know, here we are starting a new year, and people think it's just the same old thing again. But, you know, here's something altogether new that when we started last year, we weren't talking about this subject or this product. No, we were mainly talking about LVT, which is still a very strong part of the commercial market. That was our main focus was LVT and no finish LVT. But yet you're talking about two different products here that are no finish and and folks as you heard sean say that doesn't mean there isn't a finish on them but not one that we can replace in field that's correct they don't require any any uh on-site refinishing stripping and refinishing like traditional sheet vinyls or vcts of the past now that's as long as we do everything correctly but there are plenty of people out there that have been dumping conventional floor finish on the luxury vinyl products, screwing them up, creating issues. And then as I teach class, I get it every time. Oh, now I know why that floor sticky and it looks so dark and nasty because it's, they've got floor finish on it. So how do I take it off? And then of course, then becomes the hands-on time of the classroom. Correct. Cause 
we've got there's manufacturers of products out there that are chemical products that are touting the fact that they can reduce the amount of scratches that you're seeing in LVT. First of all, due to lack of maintenance or improper floor protection on the chairs or tables, that's where that comes from. But they're, they're promoting these products that have small polymer BBs in them that will fill up the gaps or scratches in the, or mars in the floor. And that adds something else to the floor that constantly is either has to be reapplied or has to be taken off or has to be dealt with when they could just do it the proper way and not have to deal with it. I had uh, an instance where I was working with a end user, a large end user of mine, and they'd had a floor installed, an LVT floor, in a very high traffic um, office that had a lot of the public coming and going all the time. And they had a chair over in the corner where people sat, and it was, they just said the floor was scratched beyond repair, that it could not be repaired. And I came in and looked at it. The floor did look really bad, but the floor was extremely dirty. Up against the walls, there was a lot of debris and sand. Uh, they were not cleaning the floor on a daily basis like they should be. Mm-hmm. And I took some um, water out of a water bottle and a white terry cloth towel and wiped the floor under the chair and the scratches went away. Mm-hmm. The, reason the, <laughs> the reason the scratches went away was because the chair had hard plastic casters on it. And they from sliding it back and forth, the Mannington floor has aluminum oxide in the finish and it was actually removing surface from the floor uh, protector on the chair and leaving a marred area on top of the floor. So like it'd be like sanding a piece of wood and leaving sawdust. Mm-hmm. So once I removed the sawdust or the plastic debris, the appeared scratch went away. So the end user looked at me and said, it appears that we have a maintenance problem. I just, I just, I often have this view. I'm on my hands and knees and I look up at her and I agree. I'm like, yes, I can't say that, but it does appear that you have a maintenance problem. You don't have a floor problem. Right. And, And I think this is the thing that you and I talk about in our classes all the time. And the reason that we put the courses together that we do is because, you know, typically we have been used to, uh, clean it whenever we feel like it. Just slop a mop around and look at the dirty water in the bucket and say, hell, I poured all this dirty water down the floor or down the drain. But you know, the question I always ask people is what makes more, uh, what, what's more important, what we throw down the drain or what we leave on the floor? And, and thus is why you got what you did. I went to a golf course, much same situation. Floor needs all kinds of repair and everything. And the, all we did is we took a cylindrical brush machine, we took a neutral cleaner, and we scrubbed it and found out that, well, their problem was is that they had a grease buildup coming from their kitchen onto their dining floor. Mm-hmm. We removed all of that film, and by golly, the floor was in nice shape. That was all we needed to do. But yet, <laughs> as I found out later, they said, oh, they couldn't afford to, to do that every day. They couldn't afford a machine like that. That you know, So just put, just put floor finish on it. 
That's what I was talking about with these companies coming out with these products that they say that if you put it, apply it, when you clean the floor, you apply this product or these products and they reduce the uh, effects of chairs and scratches and shoe marks and different things like that. And all you're doing is putting a small amount of finish on the floor and it walks itself off until it's cleaned again. Well, and, and the thing about it is, is we're, we're still back to the same issue. Uh, I know we're, we're still in our pandemic situation, you know, where cleaning is still the important subject here. And, you know, in every class that I talk, talk about whenever we do floors is why is it that we feel that cleaning a floor once a day is sufficient? And why do we feel that cleaning a floor once a day is so expensive or twice a day? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, how many times should you clean the floor? Uh, you know, you, you know I, t I tell people all the time, you know, how many times should you clean the restroom whenever you've got a thousand people an hour coming through the building? Well, maybe we should do that once every hour. Well, then what do you think about the floor from the front door to the reception or to that restroom? You know, shouldn't we clean that every hour too? It's the same traffic. Uh, and, and it just blows their mind. And I think that's what I wanted to talk about today, Sean, is here 2020, you know, there's a lot of people that are talking about the pandemic and they're saying, oh, well, you know, we already know that we're, you know, we're just going to keep doing the same old thing. And the problem was, is we weren't doing it right to begin with. And this is an indicative of what you and I deal with all the time. Yeah, I, I look forward to some changes in the in the market. I think that as the LVT continues to be a major part and LVP continue to be a major part of the commercial environment as far as flooring goes, and we step away from the carpet tiles and step away from the sheet vinyl, the, and these new poured floors are coming about, I think the slow evolution of uh, flooring maintenance will come along with it. I've, I've got several end users that uh, hospital systems as well as K-12 through school systems that are adamantly against putting finish on the floor. So they are asking. I think you're questions. right. I think they're. I think that. I think the general public. Uh, you know, as, as we're talking about our general public, we're talking about mm -hmm. as you know all of our end user clients that maintain facilities. I think that they're starting to get the idea that more regular maintenance and not so much repair maintenance is needed with the new flooring. You know, LV has been down for you know close to twenty years now, and we're just now starting to get it through some people's heads that you know if you clean this more often you don't have the problems if you just clean it right instead of the old sloppy mop right and the it's hard even though the, the information and the data is right there in front of them if you take a school district uh there's one school district I, these numbers are old but there's one school district in my um in my area in my territory they spent roughly a million dollars a year on floor finish. So if you take that number and divide it out across the district and daily cleaning, you're, I, I just can't see where you're going to spend a million dollars a year to, to use neutral cleaner in a machine to clean a floor. Now, are you talking product only in that, in that number? Yes, that was material. That was just the finish. 
stripper. Well, yeah, but now you t- now, now you think about what does it, what does it take in labor hours to- and dollars to use a million dollars worth of floor chemicals? Right. I mean, that's the huge number. Um, and I think this is where the industry has a lot of learning to do from the end user's viewpoint, uh, the maintenance people, that everyday cleaning. And I think this is the thing that the pandemic has taught us. It's not as much the disinfectant. It's not as much the sanitizer. It's the practice of cleaning. And and here we are talking about just you know hard floors, but it's still we've got to do as an industry a better job of daily routine cleaning on a more frequent basis. Well, you know, Dave, how I like to tell my stories about the past. And one of my Mm -hmm. stories that I have is I worked for a grocery store chain when I was in college and when I was in high school, when I was in college, among other things that I did, that was one (laughs) of the jobs I had. But anyway, I was working on the truck crew at this grocery store chain one night and we were unloading the truck and the manager came back to the back room and said, Hey, I need you guys to go out into the store and straighten this store up, go up under all the aisles, make sure that any canned goods that's rolled under the aisles or any material that's under the aisles, make sure it's all clean, make sure there's no gum on the floor. Um, just spruce up the bathrooms, everything, because our regional manager is going to be here tomorrow. And my thing was, I, I got in trouble for asking this question, but I asked him, you know, why don't you maintain the store like that? Okay, we're losing you, basis? Sean. Uh, Can you hear me now yeah, better? Yeah, you faded out. We're, you know, I, got, Sorry. I, I lost a lot of that conversation there. Well, mainly what it, what it meant was I had a store manager telling us we were doing a job unloading the truck and our shift was over at midnight. He wanted us to stay an extra couple of hours, clean up under the aisles, make sure there was no uh, canned goods and those kind of things rolled under the aisles in the grocery store, make sure that the bathrooms were clean, the windows were wiped down, there was no dust in the front windows and things like that. And I asked him, why don't you maintain the store that way on a regular basis? Then the manager could come in at any time and and see it. And you wouldn't be afraid of getting demerits on your you know, representation and us having to stay for an extra couple hours. Of course, he got really angry at me for saying that, but it only made sense to me that if you maintain something on a regular basis and keep it ship shape all the time, then you don't have to worry about uh, anybody coming in that's in management position or how your customers perceive your space. That's kind of how I feel about surveys. If you were maintaining your space in a regular in, a, in the way that it should be all the time. You shouldn't have to do a survey to find out what if your customers like it. Now, Pep Talks 2022 is going to be a time where um, you can listen free of charge to around the 20 speakers that we have set up for the day's agenda. This is going to air on April the 12th. We're going to start at about 9 o'clock in the morning. And we'll probably end up somewhere around 9 o'clock in the evening uh, Eastern time. Now, we're going to be able we're going to do this so that we can catch people that are, you know, on the West Coast as well as the East Coast. What's the name of the event, 
people engaging people. Now, this is not going to be a conference where you have to leave your seat. You can stay right where you're sitting because it's going to be a live remote streaming event. Uh, we will be uh, streaming on the Hoppin platform. And uh, if you go to www.peptalk2022.com, you can see all of the speakers that we have on the agenda so far. You can click on their page, learn more about them, uh, maybe a book that they've authored, maybe a special um, uh, conference that they have been to, something on them. And there's also going to be what we call the Rockstar All Access Pass. Now, this Rockstar Pass will get you into not only all of the sessions, but it will also get you into the recordings. There's a swag bag of items from the speakers that you'll be able to get. There's also going to be one-on-one -on -one sessions with the speakers that uh, the pass holder will be able to get into. So instead of having to travel, instead of being unsafe and having to deal with planes and all of the transportation issues that you heard about over the Christmas break, you're not going to have any of that because this is going to be a live conference. Uh, yes, for some of us, it means that you've got to learn a little bit of a electronic stuff, but it's not that hard. We'll walk you through it. Anyway, take a look at the website. Registration is going to open here in a few weeks. Uh, we're still putting together some more speakers uh, to put on the list. And Sean, have I talked long enough to get you back? Yes, not sure what kind of technical difficulties I was having, but it's cleared itself up now and I'm back. Good deal. Well, hey, Folks, as I get Sean back here, guess who's going to be on the show? You've been on the show live with me every month for two years. I got to have you on the show there in Pep Talks 2022, Sean. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've often thought about things I'd like to say. I don't know if anybody wants to listen to it, but I'm going to put together a package for you. <laughs> well, you know, as I said, we started this morning, uh, you know, somebody that I always know has something to say, and that's Sean. We always can talk, right? That's right. We can always have a conversation. <laughs> There's always something in our industry going on that, that we would like to talk about. Um, you know, as uh, I know you were trying to go somewhere with uh, that thought uh, before you broke up there on us. Uh, do you want to uh, continue that or do we want to jump on over? Well, I guess the, the one, the last thing I wanted to, the main thing I wanted to maintain was keeping your facility at a certain level of maintenance all the time is very easy and helpful to do. And it costs less money than trying to do a spring clean every summer. Uh, for instance, a K through 12 school where you want to go in and strip the entire school of finish and then put finish back on it again to maintain that school in a proper way allows you time and money to do more things in the, at the school year end of school year that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Um, to clean the school. You could actually clean the entire school down and scrub every window and every desk and all that kind of stuff instead of having to set aside two weeks to do the entire floor. So I think my main example I was trying to give was that just a certain level of maintenance with a plan on a daily basis will be less money than trying to do a one full-scale uh, cleaning operation in the summertime. Well, and that's what we're talking about here. You know, with pep talks, we're not going to talk folks about 
the same types of things we talk about every day like this. So, you know, if you come to the show uh, and you tune in, like I said, everybody can get a free access pass just to listen to the speaker in their 15 minutes. But these talks are designed to be more inspirational, uh, to engage you in new things. And part of what Sean and I talk about every time is rethinking what maintenance really is. Um, I think that's that's the whole thing I'd like to get across to more people this year, Sean. Yeah, I agree. I, I think just the new, we call it a new wave. It's actually to us, it's old because we've been trying to teach this for the last, you know, several years. But uh, the new wave of finally realized put finish on a floor, uh, you can just uh, maintain it with neutral cleaner and the right type of machine, the right type of brush. Uh, and it makes life so much easier. And I think pushing that agenda and getting it to where we can have end users and customers understand that will be the goal for this year. Well, Sean, uh, I, I, I know that you had a little bit of difficulty there this morning. I appreciate the fact that you're uh, joining us for another wonderful year here at Beyond Clean. Um, once again, let's tell people how they can get hold of you, and uh, we will talk again next month. My name is Sean DeVore. I'm with Mannington Commercial. You can reach me at 352-630-9884, or you can email me at Sean, S-E-A-N dot DeVore, D-E-V as in Victor, O-R-E at Mannington.com. If you have any questions, reach out to me about uh, commercial floors or anything else. I look forward to speaking with you. And Dave, thanks for the beginning of a new year and a new uh, chance to reach more people. Folks, you can get to all of our information at www.academyofcleaning.com, our live hands-on classes that we've talked about this morning. You can also find our robust online campus for those who can't come to Florida and, and get uh, hands-on. Uh, we also have all the information for this podcast and other things we do, yes, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course, now coming to you this year, we will be live on the Hoppin' platform with our conference. Uh, it won't be the only one we do. So we'll have live remote sessions from our classroom here in Orlando. So join us uh, if you can, please, you know, listen to some of Sean's podcast over the last couple of years, catch up with him, make sure that you uh, join us at peptalk2022.com, find out whenever the registration opens. Remember, free to those who just want to listen, but if you want all of the other stuff, the swag bag of things, look for the Rockstar All Access Pass. Sean, thanks a lot, and we'll keep up with things and uh, hopefully uh, keep some of those chickens warm up there. I appreciate it, Dave. Take care and have a great week. Talk to you all later.